Do you want to know how to create a workbook that flops? Listen in to today's episode to hear how to create a workbook that flops and how to create one that doesn't. Welcome to the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. This podcast is all about the tips and tricks to writing a successful online course that will turn your students into raving fans. I am your host, April Bradford. Now let's dive in to today's lesson. Hey, Course Creators, welcome back to episode number 10 of the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. I'm super excited that you're here today, and I love this topic about workbooks. I get so many questions about what am I supposed to put in my workbook? How am I supposed to make it effective? Well, let's start with the number one mistake that course creators make when creating a workbook. I want you to think back to when you were in high school or college. Do you remember the days that your teacher would give you a worksheet in class and there was no purpose? You were wondering why they gave you this? It really was just busy work to keep you busy for that hour that you were in their class. How did you feel when you had that experience? It was horrible, right? And you would get so frustrated. You do not want to do that. You don't want to make a workbook just to create a workbook to go along with your course. So that's what we're talking about in this episode today is how to create an effective workbook that will help your students get results. Okay, so before we start talking about the types of workbooks and how to make them effective, we need to talk about the purpose of a workbook. The purpose of a workbook can be twofold. The first purpose is a place where students can refer back to. So they don't have to go back and watch your videos constantly. They can refer back to the workbook. And your videos, you're talking so quickly that sometimes they don't catch it all, but they can go back and read the important details. So that is the first purpose of the workbook. And what that would look like would be more of an ebook where there would be a lot of text and a lot of information that your students are going to read. The second purpose of the workbook is literally a work book. It's where your students are going to work. They're giving assignments, questions, reflections, things like that to help them deepen their understanding and apply what they are learning in your course. Or you you can do a combination of both of these purposes, which can be a very effective workbook for your students. Today, we're going to focus on the second purpose, which is the workbook, getting your students to do work, because the first one, giving your students the information in workbook form, I think is pretty self-explanatory. You just are putting the information in text form. But the workbook has more to it than just putting your information out there. So we're going to focus on that and we're going to focus on how to get your workbook so your students are deepening the understanding of what you're teaching and how they can apply what they're learning by using your workbook. We're going to talk about eight different types of activities or worksheets that you can include in your workbook that will get your students engaged, activated, 
and applying what they're learning. So the, here we go. The first one is fill in the blank. These fill in the blanks can be helpful for creating engagement while students are going through your videos. So these are main points that you've pulled some of the words out of the sentence and the students are going to fill in those blanks as they're going through your videos. One way you can help students with these fill in the blanks are have whatever the sentences they're filling in the blank with on your slide or if you are not using slides um, have a pop-up on your video where it has the sentence that they're filling in the blanks and it has those blanks filled in for them so then they can see it and catch it as well as you are telling it to them. So fill in the blanks are good for engagement and also the fill in the blanks you're not just choosing random sentences for them to be filling in the blanks. These sentences are main points that you want the students to remember. So that gives you two things. You're creating engagement and you're giving them those points to remember in the workbook. So that's the number one, fill in the blank. The second strategy to use in your workbook is questioning. This is where you ask your students questions. Now, you really need to ponder about what do you really want your students to do with what they're learning okay so this goes back to your learning goal what is it that you want them to walk away with whatever it is you want them to walk away with your questions should be aligned with that you don't want to ask a question again just like creating a workbook just to create it you don't want to ask a question just to ask a question you want to ask questions that are going to help your students deepen their understanding it's going to get them thinking about what you're teaching and applying it to their own lives or the questions will get the students reviewing what you have taught in your lesson and it's going to get them to go back and review the information and then have to ponder it and think about it to answer the questions. So that is questioning. These questions can be in-depth questions or yes or no questions, but you want them again to have a purpose to them. So think about what is your purpose when you're writing a question. That brings us to the third activity, which is reflections. You can have a place where students are reflecting. Now, essentially this would look like a question, but really the question is a reflection for them. So for example, um, if you had a student, maybe you are a life coach and you're teaching about a certain topic and you want them to think about a time in the future. So you would ask a question and say, what is, what do you want your life to look like in 10 years? That is them thinking about their own life and having to reflect on their own life and what they want. So reflections can be very powerful in the learning process if you use them correctly and in the correct place in your course. So I would actually really encourage you to look for places where reflections could create a very powerful learning experience for your students. Number four is charts 
and infographics. If there is an important chart that you have in your slides that you want your students to have, put it in the workbook. You can also create fill in the blanks in your charts and infographics, just like we talked about fill in the blank first. Same sort of thing, but this time it's in the chart or infographics, so it's creating that engagement as you're going through and explaining. Um, and then they have it always to reflect on. Charts and infographics are great. They are great visuals to help students. Um, just like we talked about last week with the slides in episode nine, that pictures and charts are very visual for the students and it helps them create a mental image as well. So I would highly recommend putting those in your workbook as well. Number five, are assignments specific to the course. For example, if you are teaching finances and you need your students to figure out a budget, then that would be an assignment that is specific to the course. Or for example, in my workshop, I do a specific assignment where I make students figure out what they want in their outline and what they don't want in their outline through a specific tool that I have that I teach in the workshop. And so they go through that process and do that specific assignment. So if you have an assignment like this that you would like to have in your course, but you are not sure what to do, this is where an instructional designer can be very helpful because we have a lot of tools in our tool belt and a lot of ideas, and we can look at your specific course and what you're doing and your students and where they're at and help you create a specific assignment for them. If you have questions about that, I would love for you to pop into the Facebook group, the Course Creators Classroom Podcast Facebook group, and ask away, and I will be happy to answer questions that you have on specific assignments for your course. Okay, number five are checklists. Now, checklists are simple to understand, right? They're just a checklist. There's different types of checklists, though. Checklists can be just a list that students can look at and refer to, or it can be a step-by-step, -step, okay, go through this checklist, and once you have it all checked off, then you've done X, right? So depending on how you set it up, either one are great, though. So checklists can be super helpful for students because they're usually not a lot of text. But they're simple and easy to look at and go, yep, I've got that, I've got that, I've got that. Or if you set it up, as just a checklist of ideas, they can refer to it frequently and go, I like this idea, I'm going to use it. Or I like this idea, I'm going to use this one. So checklists are fantastic. Number seven are scenarios. Now these can be very powerful. Scenarios are, depending on what you're teaching, I'm going to go back to the life coach example. So I am familiar with Brooke Castillo and her Life Coach School podcast. And so I know she talks about the model. So if you're a life coach and you're teaching the model to your students, you could use a scenario like this in the workbook. You'd give a little snippet for the students to read and then they would have to do an assignment. So the snippet could be, Julie is a stay-at-home mom and she's very overwhelmed and she feels left out 
and feels unimportant and unappreciated because her family never does anything. She's the one who always is doing the dishes, cleaning up, cleaning the floors, etc., etc., right? How would you suggest that Julie fill out the model for her circumstance? And then you could have the students walk through step-by-step with the model. And a very good immediate feedback for them would be for you, the next video in your course is you going through that same scenario and showing them how you would walk Julie through the model. That is immediate feedback for your students and is extremely powerful in student learning. I know that all of you aren't life coaches. In fact, I'm not even sure if any of you are life coaches. (laughs) So... But you can see here how I've created that scenario and how effective it can be to give that powerful feedback immediately. So that leads me into number eight. Our final activity that you can put in the workbook is instructions. Now, these instructions can be specific instructions on how to create something or the next steps that you want your students to take for the week. But whatever these instructions are, I want you to make sure that you lay them out in a way that your students can easily understand the instructions and that you have them labeled and numbered so they can easily look at it and know and understand what you want them to do. So those are all eight. I'm going to review them again really quickly. Number one, fill in the blank. Number two, questioning. Number three, reflections. Number four, charts and infographics. Number five, assignments specific to your course. Number six, checklists. Number seven, scenarios. And number eight, instructions. So those are eight types of activities that you can put into a workbook that will be effective for your students. Now remember, we're not creating a workbook just to create a workbook. You need to really plan out and think about what your students are supposed to be learning in your lessons. Activities are things that will lead them back to that. If they don't, then it's just like the busy work that you would sometimes get in high school. Okay? All right. If you do this, I promise that your workbook will be effective and it will help get your students those promised results. All right. Next week, we are talking all about creating an excellent user experience in your course, how to set up your course, how to set up your course platform so that your students know what to expect from you and it makes your course easy and they don't have to think about it. Okay, so that is next week. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, I highly encourage you to join the Facebook group. You can ask me any course creation questions in there and I will answer them personally. If you love this podcast and you are learning anything about course creation from it, I would absolutely love it and truly appreciate it if you would go leave a review for the podcast. This helps other listeners find it. It helps Apple Podcasts put it out more, and it really helps me out. So I would really, really appreciate it if you would do that. And once we get the first 25 reviews, I am giving away a $50 Amazon gift card. All you have to do to enter that drawing is take a screenshot of your review and send it to me on Facebook. That's simple. Okay, well, that is it for this week. 
next week we're talking all about user experience. I will see you then. Have a fantastic week.